That's, that's not even a full sentence. I know. I hate. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. What can't you? What can't you do? Even I can't odd either. So right. Oh, I'm just terrible at. Math. Although I will be honest, like there are times when literally I just can't even. So like I, I, I get why you hate it, but mm-hmm. there are There's times. Some, yeah, there are yeah. times when it's the perfect thing to say because yeah. it's no, just not possible. You can just finish your sentence though. What <laughs> no, can't I, you even? Li- I can't even literally. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that, the word literally is also terrible. Literally. Literally. I can't even literally. I can't even that's literally. Sort of, I'm just, that's a great phrase. I'm taking that. What? I can't even literally? I can't even literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally can't even. All right. You're welcome. I hate it. What? Podcast uh, time. Welcome to the show. It's the podcast show. Holy crap, we've got a theme song. It's the, really. yeah, it's the podcast show. It's the podcast show about video games. It's the podcast show. Do, 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 do. Podcast. Maybe we should start podcast. over. No, we're good. This podcast. is good. This is all good. Podcast. Be our most popular show ever. Never. Anyway, episode 20. <laughs> is it 20? What's up? The big Best dang number. Huh, in another week, we'll be able to legally drink. <laughs> Thank two times God. Now, if we could just legally drink at work, this would be perfect. We could film every podcast. Does he have to put like a math thing in every opening bit? I think so. What was 20? Two times decades. Two times ten. <laughs> it's our second decade of podcasting. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway. If we were yay. 25 minus five, we'd be 20. Go. That's what we are. You're That's gross. Exactly. Yes. Hi, my name is Adam West. I am Cliff. Dylan. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How was, how was the gamings? Gamings was good. What games did you play? Uh, well, I played Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so I just got to get that out of there. Should we just stop talking about that and we'll say when we didn't play Breath of the Wild? Like um, six months actually, from now? But I actually played it this week. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we. I think we all played it. Yeah, for I the first too. time, though. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. Oh. What, what were your first impressions? It's real good, but I, I have a lot of, I have some nitpicky things. Yeah, we talked about it, too. Is that it's, it's not, like, we, we were talking to this morning and, like, I don't think, it's a 10 out of 10 game. It's not a masterpiece. It's probably like a 9. Well, I'm sorry. With the patch that they put out to smooth out the graphic issues, the the, slow, the frame rate thing, yeah, yeah. to me it's now a perfect game. Yeah. I, I just I, I have a lot of quibbles about it. It's not that it's not great. It's a great game. It's, Was, just, not, we, it's just not a 10 out of 10. I got the Master Sword. Ooh, yeah, you told, how you, exciting. You told us that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We decided. I, I can't. I don't. We didn't talk about it last it week. Though. I can't decide. Like we were actually talking about that today too. That like our podcast life and our real life are so much the same thing that I have no idea what we talk about in the podcast or what we just talk about anymore. While you were showing us the strategy guide. Oh, you're right. Take it back later. I can't. Oh, so the Master not, Sword. So, so the I haven't mas- talked about it on the actual no, 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 podcast. No. So the Master oh, Sword okay, is okay. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Master Sword's. Freaking awesome. Nice. Yeah, but yeah. not the best weapon you have. It's, um, well, it depends on how you, how you, uh, qualify that statement. Uh, because the Does mas- it break? It doesn't break. Then it's then the best it's the weapon, best you weapon have. in the game. Well, it does go through a <laughs> cooldown. You can use, uh, you can use up its energy. That's fine. And it's, as long as it does And then it comes break. back. I think it's a cooldown of roughly 10 minutes, depending on oh, really? something. Oh, that's a lot. That's kind of annoying. And can you 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 just can't use it in that time? You just can't time? use it, but you can't drop it. You can't get rid of it. You can't throw it. But when you've got full hearts, you can throw the little thing when like you could do oh, in the old Zeldas. Cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Throw the little energy burst thing that's, out of that's it. That's all. I think that's the thing is, is all I want in that game is a sword that doesn't break and that I can use all the time. Like, <laughs> well, you <laughs> my can. wants are few. <laughs> so here's the thing though, because like it'll go through, it'll go to the cooldown thing in a quicker fashion if you use it. All the time for everything because they don't want you to use it for everything. Mm. But so it's only got a 30 attack power, which is fairly middle of the road for most of the weapons. Yeah, yeah. But when you go up against like Ganon or any of the divine beasts or any of the darkness 
kind of stuff. It's double the uh, damage, so which is sixty. So really, they only want you to use it when you're fighting the big baddies. Yeah, basically. So, see, and it's things like that that make me say this game's a nine out of ten. Why? I just don't want my branches to be breaking. Like, I don't want to fight with branches in the first place. Well, you shouldn't be fighting with branches after maybe two hours. I don't ever want to be fighting with branches. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to be fighting with a club that breaks after I hit something with it four times. Like, I just... I, I just don't understand the design decision to make a bunch of breaky weapons, but yeah, yeah. I, I think it disposable adds weapons extra... is weird. It's real weird. I mean, I guess. I, don't I know. mean, but, but I, we... I think the thing about this game is what it really makes me want to do is just avoid combat all the time. Right, but but so even in like Final Fantasy fourteen or whatever it is I'm playing, see, but there's a difference between weapons that break and weapons that wear out that you can then repair because it's not like you're having to do that literally every single thing you fight. Yeah, it's the difference between like, yeah, like durability. Because these, yeah, these durability weapons, is a thing. They don't really I'm fine have, with durability. They're literally disposable weapons. Like yeah. you go, like I eat off the same plate three times and then I throw it away. Yeah, like except it's only once. Except it's and you might yeah. break it with your fork. Yeah. Um. So it's yeah. I just it. I find it very annoying. Like in but, Skyrim, uh, I could have a really cool sword and I could keep some repair hammers and I can yeah fix I bang it, it a few times and it's and better. It's better. Um, like it's a total role playing thing. I, I totally understand durability. I don't understand, and I even I guess I think is so I understand within the context of the game. Like it's a bunch of crappy weapons that are left over from a time gone right. past. So then, would it have been better if they built a repair system into the game to repair your weapons? One hundred percent. Really? And, 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 and see, I don't see. I find it. I find it easier to be like, oh, that one's gone. I'm just going to grab this thing. And now. I guess the thing is, is it would be. I would be okay with it if it was like if I could go into a camp and use the same weapon to kill everything in that camp. But I mean, half the time, literally, I kill one thing, my thing breaks. I kill another thing, my thing. Bre- and I'm, but I'm so almost th- only four hours in this game. Yeah, and so. I think you might be taking on enemies that are. Uh, They're just those little stupid things the we saw the statue. Of the other day, yeah, and their I mean, own weapons I, break against them. In <laughs> yeah, you get three hits out of a Boko Club or yeah, whatever. It's crazy. I don't know. It's real crazy. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it, a the game I'm that was great. Like I love so better. much. Maybe that could be. Maybe it. I'm just better at this. That's probably it. I think the thing is, there's so many things I love about this game, and there's just a couple things that I don't love about it that drive me crazy. And when I I'm think playing it. it's that exactly. It's so close to being a yeah. masterpiece, and I think that's what bothers me the most. Is like simple, sim- as simply as auto filling your weapons when they break yes. would make this game 100 one whole point better. Yeah, because it it's it really annoying. To select like, a new one. You swing. You have one. You literally have to swing to hit this goblin one more time, and your weapon breaks. And now I have to reach down and hit a button, and then like sift through my weapon. And be like, well, I'm going to pick this one. Like it really takes you out of the combat. Oh god, I'm having to hit this guy with an arm now. And then if you ever like, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. I do too. If you ever hesitate, <laughs> yeah, they kill you. They, you just die. Yeah. I don't and know. If, like that's that's really silly. Yeah, I just don't understand why he doesn't just pull another weapon. And he he will literally swing with his hand like nothing. Does there. he really? Yeah, he's like, what? Well, yeah, I don't have anything. Like, well, do you, I mean uh, if so when a weapon breaks, would you like it to automatically fill in? What if it's like okay, the next thing in your arsenal is this super? Like, cra- what if it's some super crazy powerful guardian weapon that you don't want to use on just some regular book album? You, sh- you can order your weapons yeah. though. You put them in and always order. have them oh, in that and would say be priority. So or you just can always... prioritize them. But they don't autofill, so it doesn't matter. I know, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, it's already mostly <laughs> yeah. kind of there. Exactly. Except All for the, the most important part of it. The important part, <laughs> which I think takes, I don't, I don't know. I like it. I like the way it does it. Yeah, no, I you like swinging your arm. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> to watch Link be all. It's, uh, it's just no, one of the, like, there's a handful of things I think are silly, but we're going to talk more about Link Yeah, we'll talk more about that later. I played a little more Snake Pass. Snake Pass, right? Yeah, Snake Pass. 
like um it? yes i am liking it the controls are really really hard for it's me to hard. get a grasp on yeah it's hard but it's not bad it's not bad it's not bad it is it's hard it is just challenging got a learning curve. especially after what like the third about the third stage it starts kind of throwing you some kind of challenging yeah. i can't even remember just because and it's I'm, I'm enjoying it but i was just like oh i need to play something other than zelda this weekend yeah yeah Okay, I did. Uh, and, <laughs> and then I went back to Zelda. And no, and then I went to uh, the other game that I started, To the Moon, which is, I bought it on one of the one of the Steam sales, and it's been sitting there, and I've been meaning to check into it and check it out and see what it's all about, because uh, I remember reading great reviews about it and people saying the soundtrack was great, which the soundtrack is incredible. Um, basically, if you took the aesthetic of... Kind of chrono triggery or the old school like Super Nintendo top down RPG looking yeah, things, yeah. Um, and then mixed it with a narrative type game like Firewatch or Gone Home or something like that, and put them together. That's what you'd get. So you've got a game that looks like the old school, you know, RPGs. Yep. That's telling a story the way Firewatch does. That's really cool. Yeah, and it just looks fun, and it's beautiful. And it's it's so the aesthetic is perfect, the art style's perfect. Um, the story that it's telling is really really interesting because you play these two uh, doctors who um, are called to this house. There's a big lighthouse behind the house, and uh, somebody, a guy, is dying, and he's about to die. And whatever these people do, they go into uh, they they fulfill a last request or a last wish or whatever. Sure. And this guy says he wants to go to the moon. And they go in with their little machine into his memories, and I, I, it, that's where it starts to get a little fuzzy just because sure. I'm so only like an hour into it. Yeah. Um, but they're just basically going back through his memories from where he is to childhood. Um, so they're going backwards, telling the story about why he wants to go to the moon. That's really cool. Yeah. It, uh, it, I, I don't know how I missed this game the first time around, too, because it came out like six years ago. Is it that um, old? Yeah, 2011. Oh wow! Um, I thought it was just. I thought it was 2015. Yeah, no, I I just oh. must have missed it. But I mean, this game has got terrific ratings too. It's, uh, I mean, it's overwhelmingly positive across its entire life from Steam. So I mean, people people have definitely liked it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, ten bucks. Yeah, it's not expensive. Um, I think there's two possible bundles. One comes with the soundtrack, which if it's a difference of a dollar or two, two fifty. Yeah, do it because the soundtrack. It's I want to say there's 32 tracks that are about an hour total, so wow. it's not. It's just little pieces of yeah. stuff here and there, but it's totally worth it. The music's great, really relaxing. Yeah, um, you can also buy it with a bird story. And, oh, uh, which bird? For, uh, just a bird. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is he angry? It could be. Could be <laughs> angry bird. Could, could be a happy bird. <laughs> flappy? Is it? Could, angry? Oh, it could be a happy flappy bird. bird. If it was, if it was flappy bird, I'd be angry. Yeah. So. This is. Uh, Looks kind of fun. It's from the same developer, so it could be cool. Oh, fun. 16 bucks for that one. So, yeah, definitely cool. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that it's... one's I'm going to have to get. It's about a four-hour game, it looks like, so that's right yeah, up my alley. About. Narrative games that are about four hours, so it's, uh-huh. it's kind of my jam lately. Yeah, and it's really cool each because each scene takes maybe, I'm going to say maybe five to ten minutes to get through sure. each little scene, but there's a ton of them because you go you see on the timeline where you jump back in memories, how far you jump back, and I remember seeing him go from, like, the one memory you can't, nobody can tell what I'm doing right now, but like you would start here and then the next moment you would go jump. Yep. Oh, right here. And you're still like within the same like yeah. era of yeah, his yeah. memory. So it was, it was a really short jump. So there's obviously like a, a lot, lot of, of storytelling. That sounds fun. It. I'll yeah. have, to, have to check that one out. Look at it. How about you, Mr. Good. Dylan? I didn't really play a lot of games. Yeah, you were gone all um, weekend. It was WrestleMania weekend. So that's kind of 
<laughs> Apparently, Yay. Adam does not have the appreciation for professional wrestling. I that appreciate Dylan does. John Cena. That's about it. Well, he proposed. He proposed. I yeah, it's very it was, special. It was Sad. real cheesy. But <laughs> we all saw that coming from like a year away. I totally did um, not. I <laughs> did you see I, that coming? Because I, I didn't. I didn't. Know. It was a very predictable WrestleMania. But that that's basically my. Uh, oh wait, was were you there at the place he did no. the thing? No, it was I Orlando. Watching. I almost oh. went. Well, because I'll be leaving for Orlando shortly, but um, I'm actually kind of glad I didn't because I probably would have had seats pretty far away and it was pretty predictable all of, sure. overall. So I don't know <laughs> if I would have really been we, as jazzed leaving as I could have been. But we have noticed, though, that like there is a huge overlap between like people who like us on social media and people that like professional wrestling. Like it's it's a like in the Venn diagram, like they they overlap they a lot. Pretty, so, yeah, there's a lot of really wrestling. Yeah. yeah. So, I will uh, do my best to not besmirch the glory that is <laughs> professional wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll I'll do a better job of uh, representing a, representing wrestling. Well, you got to start talking about that cause... wrestling card game or whatever it is. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a well there's like a bejeweled type kind of like puzzler game that's they're advertising during WWE right now. What's the, so what's what's the one you where you open one. packs of? Stuff? I don't know. I tried that one and it didn't didn't grab you. It didn't go over very well. So I'm going to try this other one that they're advertising now. Sure. Um, Bejeweled wrestling. So it's... I'm into it. My buddy said it's fun, so I'll check it out. <laughs> Report back. Yeah, I will, I'll get on you that. You can play that on the plane. Yeah. Or you could play Breath of the Wild. That's actually yeah. probably a better choice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, I've got my Nintendo Switch prepared for this plane ride, and I'm going to do a full airplane review when we come back next week. Awesome. Um, That's cool. See how <laughs> see how, how good the Nintendo Switch really is, how versatile is, how John Cena-like it really is. <laughs> if they let out. you take it on the plane. They'll, yeah. they'll let him take they'll it on the plane. Saying. But... Uh, yeah, he looks you never kinda, know. Kind of shifty. Yeah, Mister Shifty. Ah. Will be coming to the Nintendo Switch. Mister, hopefully Shifty. this month. Ah. Um, You're really good at these today. Um, anyway, <laughs> I've got the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove downloaded, so I'm ready nice. to plow through that on the plane or Zelda. We'll see. So take it with you Just to Disneyland. Plow through the Shovel Knight game. Yeah, you got ah. that. you're picking it up. Oh, wow. bad. I, I didn't write this out ahead of time. Anyway, I'm excited for that, though. That'd I be cool. I never finished Shovel Knight, so I yeah, think that's, I'm going to... that's one I'm going to have to pick up. I've heard so many good things about it, so, and I've never played it either. It's so good. Um, but yeah, other than that, played I did play a bit of Breath of the Wild this week. Nice. Um, again, we're going to talk yeah, about yeah. that a little bit more later, so I won't go too deep into that, and I will pass the torch. Perfect. Oh. I, pl- I played more Thimbleweed Park, which That's is weird. still amazing. And like I said, I, I talked about it a lot last week, so I won't talk about it more. Um, but if you like adventure games, go buy it because it's spectacular um, and super funny. I played Breath of the Wild too, and I played Sea of Thieves, which I can't talk about a lot because it's under embargo. Um, it's the new pirate game from who's, who's making Sea of Thieves? It's a it's, it's that one dude, right? No, it's not. It's not that pirates dude. <laughs> it's not that pirates dude. It is. It's being. Rare. It's a yeah. It's a it's a rare game. Jeez, that was dumb. <laughs> I'm like so rare. You, you know have, that you one. may have heard of them. I think they've been around a little they're, bit. They're yeah. kind of hard to find. Yeah, very rare. Um, it's a it's an Xbox exclusive that's probably coming out sometime this year. I played in the technical alpha. Um, I think actually a couple of people that listened to us too were in it as well. So next time we have one of these alphas, we should all get together and play instead of playing with random other people. But it's a it's a pirate game. You play. You have a crew and you have a ship and you go find treasure and you know sail seas and shoot cannons. And it's it's uh, like I said, I can't really talk too much about it. But if it's a game you're interested in. Um, um, I believe they're still taking uh, 
you can still sign up to be in the the alphas and betas. So oh, and you can play it on window on Windows too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's it's Xbox Microsoft exclusive. Um, but uh, you know, sign up, and if you do, let us know. Um, and then next time one of those alphas comes around, then we can actually have a full crew instead of just me playing with three or four strangers. So it uh, it looks interesting so far. It's it's still very early, but it'll be interesting to see how that kind of turns into a just a big pirate open world game. So I'm into nice. pirates. Yeah, yeah. So you you should sign up for the alpha too. You've got an Xbox. Do it. Yeah. What am I do doing? It. Claim the booty. Claim. <laughs> That was bad. Anyway, um, and then I also played Rain World, which is a game we talked a little bit about last week. It's the oh, it weird slugcat slug cat game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny because I've even seen more and more reviews popping up about that. They were like, what was the one? The headline was something about how to make a hard game bad yeah. or something. Yeah, it's it's getting it's getting not great reviews. And it was kind of funny because we kind of talked about it just in the, the sense of like, hey, we'd heard about it and there's been some bad reviews coming out. And then literally I think I got back to my desk and the developers were like here have a key try this game out and i'm like Ugh. oh yeah. um, and i played it for about a half hour and it's really confusing and i have no idea what's going on and it's ridiculously hard and um like kind of pretty if you don't like look at it too close almost <laughs> like you, hold it away. you know what i mean though you like you know you, you look at like hyperlight drifter and you're like that game is gorgeous and it's right. but it's super pixely and and you know whatever you look at this game and you like you look at it kind of like you're like oh this is really nice and you get closer and you're like but really is it oh it's um gross yeah and it's just, it's really post kind of post-apocalyptic and whatever and it's it's got like an interesting idea behind it i just haven't I just haven't quite figured out if it, if the idea is good or, or what the idea is. There's this weird karma system that doesn't make any sense, and and it's really, really, really hard. I've got I put up like 15 minutes of video if you want to check it out, um, but it's really mostly just me dying a ton. So <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know, but I really like of all oh, the yeah. of all the things I'll say about it. Like I love the little guy. Like the slug cat's adorable. And I love the way he moves and he like squishes himself into places. And like I want to pet one of them, but it's really so far the only like super upside. But I'm gonna try and play it more this week and see if I can just figure out what's going on. But based on the reviews I've heard, like I don't I don't think I'm going to. So here are some of the headlines. For the game, mm. and the first one was the one that I was talking about. How Rain World botches extreme difficulty. <laughs> so there's that. Rain World is unique and beautiful, but inaccessible. Yeah. And then my personal favorite, Rain World broke me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's really obtuse. It's really, really, really obtuse. It does it does a really bad job of explaining how it works. So I mean, you read any of those reviews and, and people say, you know, I got so far into this level and then I died a bunch of times and which causes you to lose karma and makes it so like you you gain access to more areas by increasing your karma. And so when you lose karma, you actually lose access to places you've previously been. Um, so well, that's just mean. Really yeah, annoying. it's really hard and confusing, and 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 like even like from a control standpoint, it's not like your little slug cat. I mean, it's a slug cat, so you wouldn't maybe <laughs> expect it to be super nimble, and it's not, um, <laughs> which is kind of unfortunate. So, and it sounds almost as bad as a game that makes you replace your weapons, right? And no, it's far worse. Okay. Like I, I really enjoyed Breath of the Wild, the slug cat game. Like I said, I, I haven't quite come to the decision that I don't like it yet, but. I, I'm getting real close, and I've only played it for a half hour. I guess you which, just have to decide at, at what level of hate do you yeah. have for yourself yeah, that yeah, you're going to yeah. keep going back exactly. to this game. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So, okay. Gotcha. Masochistic game. Anywho. Yeah. If you pet a slug cat, does, does your hand – is like do you get fur on your hand, do you get slime on your hand, do you get bold? I don't, I don't think they're slimy at all. I think they're just furry. 
Oh, is it furry? Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, really they literally, uh, there's some cutscenes. They, oh, they okay. literally look like cats that just don't have back legs, kind of, really. They just kind of, <laughs> and their tail, like, they just kind of like go into like it's a. It's a cat that moves to like a slug. Kind of, but they kind of <laughs> walk. I don't know. Watch the video. Maybe it's yeah, a cat slug. They, they're kind of cute. Poor I, mean, I won't say they're not cute. So, anywho, we want to talk to Does some, it rain a lot in the world that you're in? It, the, yes, it does. And okay. The rain kills you. Um, and so that's, that's why you have to like hibernate because you go to these places where it doesn't rain, um, and then stay there or, but if you don't get to it soon enough, you'll drown. So it's, it's, it's a hard, hard, hard game. It's real hard. It does not sound fun. Yeah. uh, Okay. It's in our shared account. So you guys can try it out. I'll check it out. Yeah. Anyway, news. 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 Dylan, you can talk about Ready Player One. I just saw that uh, Ready Player One was going to include like Vive content. Interesting. Has anyone else? Has anyone I have else? not. I What's am Ready actually, Player One? It's, it's a book. I read it. Like, didn't we oh, talk, the book. We talked about, we talked about it on the podcast. Okay. I'm actually reading a movie. It, I'm reading it yes, to my yeah. kid Steven again Spielberg right now. Actually, doing a movie for this this book that's about the future. No. The future. Kind of, yeah. It's uh Yeah, it's like, it's about a game in the future. Some guy comes up with some game. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean I guess if if we're gonna talk about it again, it's set in twenty thirty five, I wanna say, and good year. society has collapsed as it might. Um, <laughs> there's like a global energy crisis and global warming has just caused everything. Like the economy They're really collapsed. optimistic we're yeah. going to make it that far, aren't they? <laughs> right. Good for them. <laughs> 2025 <laughs> actually seems a little more. And there, But there was a guy who invented kind of this VR platform that people could go in and cut, almost as an escapism. But then, you know, school ended up being in there and shopping ended up being in there. And so they'd escape from their horrible, crappy lives right. to go into this game. And when he died, he left a billion dollars to someone who could go find it inside this game. And so it's really the story of this kid who's searching for it. It's, gotcha. it's Like I said before, it's a great book if you haven't read it. Um, yeah, so apparently Vive's going to produce multiple pieces of VR cont- content tied to the film's world. So, I mean, it, it's the perfect tie-in when you're talking, uh, you know, a movie that centers highly around VR to make VR content. And it's it. I could see how this could be could be really fun. The, the, the stuff they talk about in the game, um, or in the book, sorry, is just sounds like a good time. It's just these cool worlds that you go, you go live in. And, uh, you know, he goes to school in it and then he goes and, you know, goes to other planets that have all these different recreations of it. And it's very 80s centric too. So it's a mm-hmm. lot of like, because the, the guy who programmed this entire thing was like, Effectively, probably five years older than we are. Okay. Um, and so grew up on that, like, hardcore, like, 80s, you know, coin-op, 80s movies, 80s TV. So right. it's a lot of fun to watch. I was actually talking to some friends today that, uh, because I'm reading it to my kid now, uh, I thought it'd be really fun to pull up my uh, my emulator machine and uh, play some of the games they're talking about in the book with him and mm-hmm. see. Because for me, they're old, but for him, they're, like mind-bendingly old so i thought it'd be a fun little maybe i'll make a couple videos of us playing and now have any joust and have either of you used a vive before yeah, yeah i have yeah no. it's no. amazing is it yeah i'm i'm literally i'm gonna say this much and i'm holding my fingers about an inch apart yes like i'm this close to buying one um, really? the only thing that's holding me off right now is i want to see what presumably the Xbox Scorpio is going to support some sort of VR. And it does not appear they're going to build their own like PlayStation. Um, and so they'll probably support either Oculus or HTC5, if not both. Well, darn, isn't Microsoft coming out with their HoloLens thing? Yeah, but that's kind of is AR. going to be more of an AR so, thing? Yeah, okay. that's really AR. And so I want to see which one of these VR platforms are going to support. And they've been kind of wishy-washy on VR anyway. So we're going to we're gonna see... 
which one they do, and then I'll probably buy that one probably. Um, of the two, I prefer the Vive. I think that's kind of the general consensus. It's sold more, um, you know. It, but that being said, they're not super significantly different. So right. Well, if you're looking to get into the Vive thing, evidently, yeah, um, they, this new this new thing. Yeah. So so speaking of Vive, yes. Um, this will not help anyone listening to this podcast, but yesterday um, they were $100 off. Sorry. Oh, was it um, yesterday? Uh, well, it's, it'll be yesterday when this comes oh, out. So this comes gotcha. out Thursday. On Wednesday is the one-year anniversary of the Vibe, so they'll be 100 bucks off um, and get some other stuff. But they're launching this new thing that I think is actually a really cool idea um, called uh, – I just clicked through. Viveport. Viveport. Um, no, yeah, Viveport subscription. And so what it does is for, I think, six bucks a month, um, there's 50 games, and it, it'll be, I'm sure it'll grow from there, where you can say, this month I want to play these five games. And then you effectively kind of rent those five VR games and play them for the month. And then the next month, you can either choose to return some of those and get a new one, or or five new ones, or keep playing the ones you've played. So in a world where, in a world where, in a world um, <laughs> These games tend to be very small and kind of experiency, and you know a lot of them are kind of tech demos. Mm-hmm. Um, it lets you play five a month without having to put down, you know. I mean, because there's even though they're small, they're still five, ten, twenty bucks a piece. Right. So, you, so instead of having to spend fifty, sixty bucks a month, you can spend six, rent oh, them seven. or seven, seven whatever, and uh, and try out a different set of VR games every every month. Huh. So seems like um, a real good. Uh... Yeah, it just seems like a cool, like, you know, subscription service that let you play a bunch of cool new VR games and, and kind of always see what's cutting edge. So. It seems like HTC and the Vive is kind of like, they're kind of getting it right yeah. every time they take a step. Yep. It's always in the right direction with the right type of content and the right type of accessibility. Yep. Well, and they're, and they're hooked up with Valve, so that's yeah. cool. And, you know, mm. it's just, it's it's cool. Um, they also have that, we talked about it uh, probably a month ago, where you can actually pay on these over time, too. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to pay no interest, I think you can pay 60 bucks a month and pay it off in a year, and you don't mind paying interest, it's like 40 or 42, yeah, and pay can. it off over two years. So, I think, I, I reached out to him to ask if, the hundred dollars off could be combined with the uh, with the payment plan. I haven't heard back from them. So, hmm. but if 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 I hear, I will post that on on the twitters. So, so you could be buying a Vive yesterday. Yeah, uh, you could be. Maybe. I mean, that would a hundred bucks off would put it down to like thirty five bucks a month, probably. So maybe I'd really like one, and my computer will actually run it now. So we'll <laughs> nice. see. We will see. Um, but uh, I guess we're going to come back to Breath of the Wild now. Oh, yeah. Because so, I saw this and I was like, well, yeah, I care. So the – see, that's interesting because we don't. Um, so oh. the the discussion around Breath of the Wild that I've heard a ton in just different places online, different podcasts I listen to, is that the, the mechanic in Breath of the Wild, if you're not familiar, is you can literally climb almost anything. 99% of um, You can't climb shrines. Yeah. And you which can't climb inside shrines. Absolutely ridiculous to me. Um, and so the, but the idea is you can, if you see a cliff face, you can climb it. And, and people are calling this as like a, like a game changer in open world games, yeah. um, that, you know, I've played Breath of the Wild and I go back to playing Horizon Zero Dawn and it's so frustrating to me that I can't climb anything. And I was actually just kind of curious about your guys' opinion if you think that is true. Is, is being able to climb every, anything a game changer in the open world gaming? most revolutionary <laughs> step in open world gaming. I wouldn't say it's revolutionary because aren't, I don't know. I, I guess I've not played enough open world 
games, but you can't climb no. stuff in open world games. It is. It is not. Usually, there's a path up the mountain. Yeah, there's, there's a path ways up to the get mountain, up the mountain, or mountain or but it's not. You can't climb anything. You literally like, can't go climb a cliff. You can't just like. I mean, think about even just think about up. like uh, we were talking Uncharted. Um, so Uncharted Four, you can climb things, but only things that are made for climbing. Right. Whereas Breath of the Wild, like you can see the sheerest, slickest rock face in the entire yeah. thing and just hop your way up but i mean i think i don't know if it's game changer i think it's cool yeah and that's kind of I what like i like it and i and that's exactly what i that was my i i've been very surprised hearing so many people talk about like oh my god if a game doesn't have this in it it's gonna be arguably worse than breath of the wild i'm like that that's that seems that's extreme hyperbole. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I like being able to climb stuff. I think it's great, but for somehow I've managed thirty-ish years right, of playing of not games being of able not to. climbing absolutely well, everything. And, and I will be frank. Um, <laughs> for me, it's actually it almost pulls me out of the game a little bit. Um, in a couple instances, like first of all, the fact that I'm in a shrine and I'm like, oh, that thing's only like I don't know four feet above my head. Like I could I could just jump up there and grab that thing right. Oh no! Oh, no, can't. I can't. It's part oh, of the like, puzzle. If, if I jump, it's it's only like a foot on my. Re- can I climb this thing? I can climb literally anything, like anything. I can't climb this. That's yeah. real weird. Yeah. Um, but also, when I'm outside, I'm like, oh, see that that 200 foot sheer cliff face. Yeah, I can climb that. Like I'm Link. I'm Spider Man. Like <laughs> this mechanic would work really good in a Spider Man game. game. Like, but and like, and like and this dude who's been asleep for 100 years. I'm like. No, no, I got this. I don't need ropes. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> but I was reading, like, people's opinions saying this is, like, the greatest feature ever, and I I don't – it doesn't – I guess the game itself makes it great because it the world is designed in a way in which you climb up cliffs. There's not – a lot of times you're looking over and there's not a path up. So, yeah. of course, you have to climb it. It yeah. was designed that right. way. Yeah. But – Not having it doesn't seem like it's going to be that big of a deal. I Yeah, I don't – like if the, I I would be really sad if they didn't have that option to climb stuff in Zelda because there's just so much yeah you, well and that's so many that's exactly the go. game is designed that way yeah and that was the other point I mean one of the points I, I listened I don't remember what podcast I was listening to today uh, one of the IGM yeah, ones you know, that one. is saying yeah it wasn't uh, ours so whatever exactly <laughs> um, was saying that you know the, the reality is is like it's if it, even if other people do add it in it's not you're not going to see that come out in games for a year or two right. because all those other games are already you know a year or two into development. But isn't like Assassin's Creed, you can basically climb about everything. Just about. Kind of, but it's and all. And I mean, Infamous 2, you can get your way up just about anything, anything. with a certain power. You can yeah, get yeah, your way yeah. up. I think it's just more like this is the first game from the second you walk out of your little tomb place, mm-hmm. you can climb whatever you want. I mean, yeah. it's limited by your stamina. But, right. But even like you were saying, like if you find the right place, you can climb off the plateau before you were supposed to get off the plateau. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting. So Yeah, there's ways around it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, and looking back to games like Assassin's Creed or um, Infamous, um, it seemed like they did a really good job at making you be able to climb just about any building or anything, but without making it literally climb, scaling a sheer wall with no handholds. And then yeah. that's... Well, that's kind of how like Uncharted is, too. Like It does a very good game of presenting verticality in a very believable way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're also talking about a game where a dude just woke up from a hundred year nap. That's true. Yeah, but sometimes I wish I could sleep does for hundred years. Fingers? He might have sticky fingers. Did Maybe he, he pet Slugcat. He, he? he pet <laughs> Slugcat and got bit by a radioactive spider at the same time. Okay, but Could happen at the same time. I can climb a sheer cliff, but there's 
I would tried to like swim across this little creek, the like creek, the when I was playing creek, creek, little, oh, the right. babbling little brook, river thing, a babbling brook. Um, and I got, I was swimming and swimming, right? I'll do the big swim with yeah. with X. Oh, and you waste more of your stamina if you don't if you do it that way. I tried it multiple different ways, and I was one step away, one one doggy paddle away from the edge, and I drowned. Yeah, yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, well, that's real dumb. Don't drown. (laughs) It is kind of strange though. Like the the game presents itself in a lot of strange ways, where you can climb anything, but you know you you die pretty easily by being too cold. Yeah, Um, or just existing near water. Like, it was real (laughs) weird. Like, I literally was one step away because I tried this multiple times and I found out, like, if I go over to this part, it's fine. I can make it across fine. Mm -hmm. If I go right here, for some reason, like... Well, there was a shrine that I just played the other night and I was trying to figure out how to get across to the to the tower for that region, which, by the way, I've got all my towers unlocked except for two. Wow. All but two. Nice. And the last one was really, really hard. <laughs> um, but when uh, I died or whatever, because I drowned in a brook, um, but it showed, like, the aerial view or something when it came back or, or whatever, and you could see that there was a clear path to go under the water, oh. the, the, that it was shallow enough, shallow enough. There was land or sandbars or whatever that you could actually get all the way across without having to swim at all. Oh, so I mean, there are little. The, the game's tricky. Stuff, it's really well designed. Yeah. It's really well designed. And the amount of stuff that's right there underneath everything that you can tell, you just have to know how to look for it. It's it's all right there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really it's kind yeah. of a, that's why I, that's why I think it's so brilliant to me is because no, I agree it's it's very well designed yeah. like at least from a level design standpoint and the way you interact with the world standpoint mm-hmm. yeah. it's good yeah, it's, it's good it's generally pretty good I think but again I like the climbing mechanic because a lot of I was finding that the mountains would be laid out in a clever way I could climb up to a cliff I could rest and I could climb up farther yep. yeah but again I'm trying to swim across this little stream and I can't there's because well, no, you didn't rest on a sandbar. Should have rested on a sandbar. There was no sandbar in that, well, in that particular should... instance, but um, I just found that to be real strange. Yeah. That it it's it looked so attainable to like you can I'm not far at all. Oh, there's um, there's times where I'm like I'm gonna fly from this shrine here to that shrine there because it's I can see it, see it. Yeah. and I can it's very clearly it is right there. Shocking how far you can yeah. see in that game. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, and then I you know I plummet to my death a third of the way through yeah. because I, I don't have stamina. When I was trying to find the first three sh- shrines, I'm like, oh hey, that's one there. Looking through my little thing, and then I like pull them up. I'm like, oh, that oh. thing's like four miles away. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, that's I most do, definitely not here. I do love how when I'm on top of a hill or something, I can see things. Yeah. And it really gives me a view of what I, but then when you go down and you're actually crawling around on the planes, like, like you, wow, that's you have really no far. idea. Have you gotten used to using you. the pins and the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. pins and the markers and yep. stuff like that? Those have been a Very godsend. Yeah. yeah I do like though that it's not like, like the Assassin Creed games where like you climb to the top of the tower and it just marks out 500 places or, right. or uh fart cry or anything that you yeah. literally just kind of have to do it on your own and, mm-hmm. and go see yeah. what there's to see. So. Um, I enjoy it. One other little gripe. Um, is picking apples from an apple tree, right? You climb up the tree, and you can pick a couple of the apples, but sometimes there's one on a far-out branch, and I can't just, like, shimmy out on the branch and, like, pick the apple. <laughs> and then you, like, but you, like, climb up so far that you actually, like, you're standing on the top of the tree, but if you step, you fall off. Mm-hmm. But, like, why can't I just grab the dang apple? Well, you can jump and get them. 
it's, it's I know. not easy, though. It's it sh- not. It should not be hard to pick an apple. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's easier to stand on the ground and shoot it with a, shoot it off with an arrow. And, like, Wait, can you do that? Yeah, you can oh, shoot that's awesome. apples out of trees. So that's what I've resorted to doing because it's not easy to just go pick an apple out of a tree. I didn't know you could do that. You that's can cool. climb a sheer cliff, but I can't reach out and pick an apple <laughs> out of a tree. Like, that, again, those are little things that it's so close to really nailing just about everything, but... It's easier to climb a, a sheer cliff than yeah. to pick an apple. Yeah, it's all good. Well, you're Zelda. <laughs> but I can shoot it out of the tree with a bow. Uh-huh. That's real easy. <laughs> That's cool. I'm going to try that. I like blowing up the trees. I yeah. really enjoy blowing up the trees yeah. with bombs. <laughs> There's so many ways to interact with so many things, I know, right? and I've just, I haven't it's figured them all out. It is. So. Anywho, oh, yay. Uh, so there was not a, it was not a heavy news week this week, and uh, so I kind of reached out on the social medias and said, like, hey, does anyone have any questions? And within, I don't know, 35 seconds, I had Nobody like 400 questions. Is this the questions episode? <laughs> yeah, so this is really the questions episode. 20 questions? Episode oh, 20 dang it. Questions. I wish we thought about that earlier. Oh, man. Well, AKA the now. episode we just really don't have a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, so. yeah. Thank But you. people asked some great questions. I really appreciate uh, you asking. So uh, first up, actually, is our, our weekly uh, My Cousin Vinny question, and this one's really good. And I actually don't know if I have an answer yet, so I hope someone else does so I can think of one real fast. I've got a snarky answer. Perfect. So uh, Vinny's question is, what video game character do you believe represents you the most? Which one is most similar to you and why? And are you happy about that? And if you could be any character in a game, who would you pick? Adam, snarky? Oh, snarky? character or real, the, whatever. Re- the character I believe represents me the most. Fat Princess. <laughs> That's good. That's what I'm going with. I don't even have to ask why. <laughs> <laughs> and, and are you happy with that? I mean, I live with it. I go to sleep at night. I'm That's good. Amazing. Yeah. That game was super fun. I actually never played it. I, I only played the <laughs> demo on the PS3. It was a good time. Um, yeah. I don't know. As far as the character that represents me the most, I mean, I really... I, I, that's something I've never answer, ever really thought. thought about. And I, to me, I think the the answer would probably be any, like probably any character I've ever played in any Bioware game, mm. um, just because they had that system that was literally like, are you the good guy or are you the bad guy or are you kind of an in the middle guy? Mm. And uh, and all of those characters gave me enough different chances to choose a character because I like, I think I. Of myself as a as a pretty, I'm a good guy, I guess. Um, you're right. Yeah, I'm all right. You're a good guy. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, but but from like a moral standpoint, like I would yeah. almost always choose the 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 good guy answer. Um, it's very hard. Like playing Fable, where you could be the bad guy, was really hard for me. Like I just had to never do, like, did it. Yeah, I had to do like outlandishly stupid, like eating the the what were they chocolate covered chicks? Yeah, that they crunch because of the bones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I had to just do that over and over to become a bad guy because I wasn't very good at it. And so, you know, like like say Shepard in Mass Effect was a very was probably a pretty close approximation to who I am if I was, you know, two thousand years in the future on a space station. Um and mm. I'm like I'm okay with that. I think that that's a like those kind of systems are cool where you get to choose the morality of your character based on either your perceived morality or um the morality that you'd like to have. So so that's probably it for me. If I could be any That's character, good. Nathan Drake seems pretty cool. Like he's a pretty cool guy. He has a really good shot. Yeah, he's got a pretty <laughs> pretty good game. Not he's real lucky too. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's not dead. <laughs> I'd maybe be uh, Princess Peach because she's got that cool little floaty thing she does. That is true. That is really true. I like that. I like that too. Like and the too. pink dress is kind of fun. I don't know. Nothing wrong with the pink dress. Well, Dylan Kirby. Okay, I suck. <laughs> 
And are you okay with that? I don't think this is the introspective answer that Vinny was expecting from us. But hey, it's, it, it it's, might be the, exactly the answer he was <laughs> expecting from us, though. <laughs> know, so just, Kirby, that's just what came. That's what came ahead. I'm the giant um, ball in Katamari. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that game's crazy. I'm world of goo. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so next wait, question. So Kirby. So Kirby? Yeah. What, who would you? But who would you choose to be if you could be? Kirby. Okay. Wow. He would choose to I suck. want to consume things and, like, take on their powers. And I'll be frank. I mean, that's not a bad reason. Like, and Dylan I can, eats and I more can... than almost any person I've ever met. <gasps> and I can float. I, God, we, I, there's, there are reasons that this show should always have a live feed. Yeah. It's almost, and the answer is almost always Dylan, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> Why did you record <laughs> You and I are Dylan? not very interesting, but Dylan is very interesting. <laughs> I mean, I would kind of say Kirby, though. Like, yeah. I, I was kind of being funny, but at the same time, he does. I'll be 100%. That's actually cool probably the best of, answer of any of ours. Yeah, so. pretty much. <laughs> I do like to eat things. Is Kirby actually, like, is he yeah, eating, what is though? He like, though? what is he I, actually I doing? I don't know. He's inhaling. Yeah. And then once he's. He, he, he doesn't spit stuff out, though, right? Yeah, he spits a star out, doesn't he? He can. Doesn't he shoot stars? He can do a lot of stuff, but. I'm very confused now. I don't know. I, we need to play more Kirby. Is, there's, is there a Kirby game coming out for the Switch? Oh, I'm sure. Perfect. There's also Lanky Kong. What? Is that a real character? Yeah. Is that like Donkey Kong's... Donkey Kong 64? Wait, no, they had all the other... The Donkey Kong. Lanky Kong. Yeah, look up Lanky Kong. This makes for great Excuse me while we're uh, looking this up. Lanky Kong. Kong. That's ridiculous. Oh, he even looks kind of like Dylan. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Lanky Kong. I... He needs he longer legs. Like but... <laughs> wow. Perfect. So, I mean, my physical representation would be maybe Lanky Kong. But... I was thinking, uh, who's the guy in, like, we have to we have to not figure nationality into this, but who's the guy from Street Fighter 2? Oh, Dalzim? There you go. <laughs> yeah. This guy? Yeah, yeah with yeah, the stretchy yeah. arms. Yeah. Like, he looks kind of like Dylan if you yeah, know, he, was, he was not from India or Pakistan or wherever he was from. So. Yeah. yeah, I guess right. if I could be a character, I'd be Guile, just because that big, giant, hulking mass with of your, a human. With your awesome hair. With that really crazy haircut. <laughs> if we have to choose a street, I look kind of like E. Honda. So... <laughs> Uh, that's unfortunate. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is going really well. <laughs> we should move on to our next question. Oh, thank you, Vinny. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Vinny. Maybe we should think about this one for a week yeah. and actually come, come with back a, with a real answer, like a real good right. answer. Yeah, because that was that was just dropped on us today, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Right. That's so that's t- our- I would like to actually answer that with a. Thinking back on, I on the other hand, I'm just sticking with Ehan. That's yeah. my new answer for everything. <laughs> like if I come back next week and I'm Chun Li, we got problems. <laughs> I'm Cammy uh, um, <laughs> with those weird thighs. Yeah, that she had. those right? always scared me. I love it. Uh, all right, next question comes from Zach. So Zach uh, saw that they announced the new Insomniac Spider-Man game and have kind of announced that it's supposed to hit in 2017. Do we think it's actually come out this year? Is it going to get delayed? And am I disappointed it's going to run at 30 frames a second? So by announced, like, this game is obviously announced. It was announced at E3 last year, I believe. And the 2017 release date was announced as, like, a leak on a stream that a guy <laughs> did. So, like, do I think it's actually going to come out in 2017? Probably not. Is like, it tied into the new movie at all? No, or apparently just... not. Okay. Um, it's, it is. I mean, yes, it is tied into the new movie, but it's not. They're not trying. Insomniac has actually come out and said, like, yes, it is, but we're not going to try and release it at the same time because that's how you make really crappy video game movies. Dylan's raising his hand. So, Dylan, question. Has Insomniac made Spider-Man games before? No, but they made... Um, I don't think so. 
They made, um, oh. Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank. Didn't they do Sunset Overdrive? Oh, so they made Sunset Overdrive. So Sunset Overdrive is very Spider-Man-esque, yeah, to be so honest. I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, this is a really good pairing. Yeah, no, I agree. That's why I wanted to make sure this isn't a company that's flubbed a Spider-Man game no. in the past before I... I think they're going to do a really good job at it. I do not think it's going to come out this year. Um, I mean, maybe, but I mean, Jesus, if I was a game company trying to bring out a new... Not a new IP, but a new IP by me. Um, this year would not be the year I would choose to do it because, like, literally, unless it comes out in the next three months, there is not a single good release window literally the rest of the year. Um, because so there's just so much there, other stuff coming. I mean, do you want to be the one who releases anything within two months of Red Dead Redemption? Oh, yeah. I mean, true. frankly, I don't. <laughs> you know? I know I'm going to play that. And game you know, there's going to be a Battlefield game this year. You know that there's going to be, what, a Call of Duty game this year. There's a Mario game coming this year. Yeah. You know, like, you're. There's literally maybe another two months where you could release a game and not get just swallowed. So, I no, I think it's going to be, if I were them, I would release in the window right now, like February, March of next year. Now or next year. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now like, or a year right from now. now. Well, and right now or is actually year. not a good time either. No, like, I'm, I'm yeah, playing games. Maybe May or June, but if you slip into like July, August, I think you're screwed. So we so. think it's going to end up for sure being next year. I think it'll be 2018, even, even Insomniac, like because Marvel, I think, announced the release date and Insomniac was like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even if the game's ready, they should just... Yeah, yeah. Next year. So, what so. do you think about the thirty frames a second? Then I is that a, is are don't those care make or break all. things for you? No, not even remotely. I yeah. would rather have a game that runs at a solid thirty frames a second. Yes, than There's something like, that locks. Do at I like games that run at 30, 60 frames a second? Of course I do. Everyone likes a game that runs at thirty frames a second. But would I rather have a game that you know like peaks between sixty and forty five up and down, or a Please game that runs change. at a solid thirty? Yeah. Um, you Please know, to dip. me, if. If you're a gamer that wants games that run at 60 frames a second, then don't game on consoles. Like flat out. If you if you want a game that runs, there are plenty of games that do not hit that. Plenty. They they hit it. Yeah, sometimes, but it really depends on the game too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, on a console, essentially, if you're saying I want a game that runs at 60 frames a second, you're also saying I want a game that is less detailed. Um, right. And and you know especially like but this game also may run at sixty frames a second on a PS Pro. It it could you may get that choice of a four K HDR or sixty frames a second. So right. you know if that's your thing. But but really if you want a game at sixty frames a second, first of all you're probably not going to be playing this. Um, <laughs> buy a PC with a high end video card and they can run as many frames as you want. But well, if you're a console gamer, like you just kind of have to for this generation of console and probably the next generation of console I think we're going to see a lot of games that are are hitting that 30 frames a second just because they have to be backwards compatible right. compatible to a system that came out 3 years ago right uh so I know I mentioned it a little bit, but the the patch that came out for Zelda Breath of the Wild fixed a bunch of little randomly yeah. things that I don't think any of us know anything about. But there was the frame drop issue where it would drop, and when it did, it would drop to 20 frames a second because that's where it locked. Yep. And this was mostly when you were docked on playing on the TV, correct? It was 95% yeah. of the time when you were docked. Because I, I, I definitely handheld. noticed this when I was playing. Yeah, and it was like in every 10 to 15 second kind of thing, it would it drop would, for two to three seconds. It was pretty frequent. Yeah, that was and it was really to annoying. annoying. Which I first <clears throat> the game on the handheld and I never experienced that. It was right. fine. It was great. And then I docked it for the first time. I'm like, oh, this is great on the TV. And, and then like, I'm like trudging through mud all of a sudden. There's no mud. But since that update, you've not noticed it, have you? it's perfect. I think I noticed it one time and it was just a weird angle where everything kind of happened at once. Yeah, I haven't noticed it at all. You just played more than me, so. But so the other thing is I know that game is not playing at 60 frames a second. No, I think it's locked at 30. 
Um, so in my TV, I know that a lot of TVs have the smooth setting, like the the the, the soap oh, I opera. Hate that so thing. much. I <sighs> typically hate that. Like when I'm watching a TV show or when I'm yeah. watching movies, that really annoys me. Takes me out. It looks fake. However, with that setting turned on when you're playing a video game, you think it looks better. If you don't over, if you don't do the extreme yeah. end of smoothing everything out, because then it just that can get kind of janky. But if you just knock it up a little bit, it is Smoothing fantastic. Out. It certain times I'm like, oh wow, this is a really smooth game, and then I realize, oh, that's the TV cleaning yeah. it up. I uh, so it, it's, it's there's ways to do it. I, I don't know if I'm just like this is like I think the biggest argument of today is do frame rates matter um, not today right now but just like in general and and i fall so far on the like i just don't care like mm-hmm. as long as the game like i'd rather have a game have a solid frame rate but i mean people all the time too like i hear it a lot in the rocket league community like you know people on the pc are like you know stupid console scrubs you know playing at 30 frames a second i go play that and i just oh i can't even you know whatever i have a bunch <laughs> of friends that play overwatch can't even literally yeah can't even literally and so but i have a bunch of friends in <laughs> the play overwatch you that know. you know like buy bigger monitors that can refresh at 144 you know hertz because they need all those extra frames and it god it makes such a difference and like mm-hmm. i'm maybe it does maybe it's psychosomatic but i just it doesn't matter to me they i play want it to make a difference yeah i play rocket league locked at 60 frames a second on my pc and i play rocket league on my xbox at 30 frames a second and i can't tell and you still lose and i still lose <laughs> you know like it, it makes no difference to me whatsoever and yeah. i'm and i'm sure if you're one of those like Either if you're playing at a super high level or you're, you know, one of those fighting game guys that like, oh, no, I know that that move is five frames and I can counter at six frames. Like, you know, maybe that stuff matters. But You can count that fast. Yeah, but to me, like, (laughs) and and, I mean, the science is kind of really hit or miss, too, as to whether, you know, the human eye can really even detect it. So, you know, I mean, do you see the difference between 30 and 60? Yes. Does it matter to games? I I don't think so. But but again, yeah. Yeah, and Kevin's got his giant gaming rig, and he has, and it because we bought it on my Amazon, so I can look and see exactly what it is, Ah. Uh, the GeForce GTX 1070. Yeah, that's what I've got, too. overclocked. Uh, I think is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. The o- overclocked edition. That's what he's got. Yeah, and he tells me he doesn't care about uh, frame rates. Yeah, but but he really doesn't like. That's just basically future proofing. Yeah, and that's you why know. I bought mine. Is yeah. it was it was the most expensive video card I could afford that I knew would last me for the next three years. Yeah, you know, frame um, rates to me, I I I like them to be a. I'd like them to hang out at around thirty. Yeah. That's where I'd like them to be. But and then like screen tearing for me is a huge deal. Like that I bothers hate me. that. Yeah, but. You know, uh, you know that that to me it it just doesn't. I, I if if it matters to you, that's fantastic. Good but it, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever played a game and been like, I like this higher frame rate. Like I've never, I've never even that's never even crossed my mind. I guess the thing is, is I don't even know without a frame counter on on my PC if I'd ever even notice. You would never, you would never notice. I, now that I now that I know what sixty frames a second looks like. Now I, I can, can sit tell. down and I can tell. I yeah. can be like, nope, that's yeah. not 60. But I guess the thing is I almost notice it more like after the fact. Like if I capture a video at 60 frames a second and watch it, I yeah. notice it at 60 frames a second versus when I capture it at 30. But I don't know if I notice it while I'm playing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And I, I think like something that's less than 30 we would notice yeah. pretty easily yeah, yeah. because that's a, a frame rate that's yeah. choppy. Like if it was 12 frames per second, it would look like Fantastic Mr. Yeah. Fox. Every movie you watch is it. Because that movie is. Every movie you watch is at 24 frames 24. a second unless it's The Hobbit. Yeah. Um, Which was weird looking because it was so <laughs> right. abnormal to what we were yeah. used to. So. <laughs> if you went and saw it in that, in, exactly. the, in the 48 frames per second. But 
Hmm. All right. Next question is specifically for Dylan because, as we ascertained earlier, uh, Adam and I don't really know much about wrestling. So this comes from one of our Twitter followers at Joe Coleslaw. I love that his actual Twitter name is Joe the Singing Janitor too. We we really we really like. <laughs> what that. do you sing, Joe? Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, he also, I believe, uh, follows us on our. Uh, PlayStation Club, which we have, Woo, right? Super fun. Yeah. So I might so, have to get a certain game for PlayStation. There you yes. go. So you can do that. Anyway, uh, Joe Coleslaw asks us, any wrestling games that have a spot in your heart? WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2007 would be his, but WWE 2K17 is solid now. I think I might have played a wrestling game, like maybe in SNES days, I was probably Hulk Hogan or um, Andre the Giant. Those were my two favorite wrestlers when I was 12. So that's that's where my wrestling knowledge ends. Please continue. I will take it away. I know um, I know Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, I actually, so the other day I was at Comic-Con and I was like three feet away from, oh, the nature boy. Um, Rick Flair. Rick Flair. Three feet away. I'm like, wow, that's a really old guy with really blonde hair. Yeah. Anyway, Dylan, now take it away. <laughs> um, I could talk about this for a long time. I will. Uh, <laughs> I will do my best to to not to <laughs> to really get to at the, the meat of gym. this subject. But um, I have not played a lot of the most recent wrestling games. I know that they have been closing in on something real good and uh and apparently 2k17 is pretty good i have not played it yet i think this might be the wrestling game that i actually do pick up and try um i have played the 2k games before back in college uh one of our fellow dorm mates friends had this game so we would kind of play multiplayer but again i didn't really get too deep into the game um but it sounds like they have finally nailed onto a new new system on the newer generation, so that will be worth checking out. I've played a lot in the N64 era. Nice. So what was your favorite N64 uh, era, era wrestling game? There's a few. Oh, a few. But There were multiple wrestling games on the N64? There was a lot. So Who it, Sorry, something went very wrong with my coffee there. Um, <laughs> so there was a very interesting time for video games and wrestling in the late 90s and early 2000s, which was during the Monday Night Wars, which was when there was two very large wrestling companies fighting for Monday Night ratings on the television, oh. which was between WWF, who is now the WWE, um, and WCW, which was the rival company that was Ted Turner having billions of dollars just wanting to compete with Vince McMahon. Interesting. And he did very well for a while, but ended up failing, obviously, because we only have WWE now. Did WCW well as, get absorbed into WWE? Yes, Vince McMahon bought it. Interesting. Um, towards At the end of that whole um, conflict. Uh, but that was a very exciting time for wrestling fans, because you had a lot of wrestling content <laughs> coming perked, on. perked up um, quite a bit. Continue. <laughs> but... The the strange thing paralleling this Monday Night Wars on the television was literally a video game war, too. You had WCW video games and you had WWF video games. Oh. Um, whereas on the television, they kind of flip-flopped. Um, at one point, WWF was the big one. WCW came in. They had better ratings for a while, but eventually kind Got of they fell off. Um, WWF, now WWE took over. I hate... I hate too many WWE. I wish they would have never changed, but I understand why, because of the World Wildlife Federation... Foundation. Oh, I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah. So it's the animal people. Oh, that's why they gotcha. changed their name. I'm pretty sure that's why. Uh, but the WWE now. Um, anyway, WCW had 
the better video game to start because mm. um, WWE had video games, and I think I had WWF Warzone, which was probably a 1998 sure. N64 game. And the fighting system, I never was, I was never really into that that brawling system. Um, again, these games all looked decent for the time. You could tell who your wrestlers were. They were great. They had great soundtracks. Obviously, all the entrance themes from your favorite wrestlers. You could play as all those wrestlers. It was great. It really brought you in. You had the the fun different matches and things. But um, WCW had put out um, WCW versus NWO Revenge on the N sixty four, and I believe. Um, year 2000-ish sure. were right in there. And this game was great. Um, as hard as it was to play anything on an N64 with that dumb controller. controller. <laughs> the Trident. Um, I, I love that controller. It has a great place in my heart. But um, this was a fun game. It was very easy to wrestle. Um, it had a great system where you could... You could do. You could. You were able to easily throw your opponents into corners, do all the corner moves, jump off the ropes, um, do all your finishing moves. You had a huge roster of superstars. Um, you could play as all your favorite guys, um, which was very fun at the time um, for us wrestling fans watching in that era. Um, WCW was had the upper hand on WWF because of the cruiserweights. So this game featured much more the faster pace, the high flyers. So there sure. that that transcended into the video games. Um that was a lot of fun. They're doing things We're doing weird things over here. Sorry. Weird things yeah. over here. We got bored listening to wrestling. Um I'm gonna try to speed this up. <laughs> anyway, this game was made by THQ. THQ had the rights to WCW games. Um they had the better game. THQ got the rights to do WWF games, WWE games, whatever. It was WWF at the time. So THQ then made WWF games, and they made WWF No Mercy, which this may be the greatest wrestling game of all time on N64. I would I would still hold that game above all else to this day, probably. Of course, is it playable now? Probably, probably not. not. <laughs> um, I do have a copy of this game. I might have to play it again. Do you still have an N64? Yeah. Is well, it multiplayer? I, it is multiplayer. There's TV in my office. Yeah. Let's see if we can make this happen. But um, <laughs> this game was great. It took everything that the that WWE versus NWO Revenge had, um, put the WWF skin on it, um, huge roster. Um, you could go backstage. You could go, I mean, back through the entrance and have, like, brawls in the locker room type you weren't just fighting in the ring anymore. Oh, wow. Cage matches, ladder matches. They really added, you could throw through people through tables, whatever. It had all <laughs> the bells and whistles that you, you would want in a wrestling game. Um, on the N64. On the N64. Wow. Of course, the graphics are just terrible now, nah. if looking back. But, but you could still um, recognize your wrestlers. Yes. And you could create your own wrestler. Oh, that's cool. So this was that the probably one of the, the early games where you could customize wrestler, what they look like, their move sets. Um, you could, I mean, steal your favorite finishers from other wrestlers or kind of create your own move sets and hmm. um, all that stuff. Give them whatever entrance theme you wanted, whatever. All on the N64. And it was a black cartridge, so that was really cool. I always love those colored cartridges yeah, yeah, on the yeah. N64. So. I, I will be completely honest. I had no idea when I put this question in our show notes that Dylan had what I can only describe as an encyclopedic knowledge yeah. of <laughs> wrestling games no from the N64 idea. era. I didn't know yeah. that there, there was that... Like, not only did you knew that much, but there was that much to actually know. Oh, yeah. there was so many games. That is at the, absolutely at insane. At that time, there was a lot of games, because that was really a high point for yeah. wrestling. wrestling. Like, 
Um, it's gone through some ups and I mean, downs. It goes time. through ups and downs yeah. all the time, but I mean, that's just the beginning too. And I could go into the PS2 era when they did <laughs> next like, time on Bite Me Podcast but, Wrestling, yeah, right? Just the wrestling edition. But um, <laughs> there's I just to name WWE versus uh, Raw versus SmackDown. He said sure. 2007 specifically, which I think is when the series nailed that formula on the new era of of systems but i really played the first one that had come out sure. and i played that a lot and that was really hmm. good too but i look forward to picking up 2017 let us know i'm curious you. i'm so i think this is awesome and hopefully joe and like i said there's i know there are yeah. a lot of other people it is really <clears throat> interesting to me the number of people that i see like like it's on twitter and they like video games and wrestling it mm-hmm. is i mean it's it is a lot of people so hopefully hopefully you enjoy yeah. that little crossover and there. moral of the story if you have an n64 still go find a copy of no mercy it's the <laughs> there best you wrestling go. game ever says nice. dylan all right next question comes from my brother actually colby Yay. uh Asking, he's a he, my he's a huge Vita fan, loves his Vita, mm-hmm. um, and is wondering with the Switch being a success, do you think that Sony will jump back in the handheld business, and whether or not Microsoft would consider having a handheld as well? So has Sony officially left the handheld business? Well, I mean, you've seen their support for the Vita. Uh, yeah, please don't. Yeah. Just don't. But it's kind. Hasn't that kind of been their support for the Vita almost Since, all along? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so I think just kind of there to disrupt. Yeah. More than anything, I think so. And I mean. The only the only thing that we've really seen so far that indicates yes, and it's a very, very mild yes, is that Sony allegedly filed a patent um, a year or two ago for a new handheld that looks very Switch-like. And I, I remember seeing this a couple weeks ago, and so I and I think it's real. Um, well, we ta- I thought we, we had we talked, made about, talked this, about that. I thought yeah, it was it was a while. Like I want to say they. I think it was this two years 2014 ago. 2014. Yeah, or 2015. Or and so you know, patents don't mean anything necessarily. And like I said, I'm not a hundred percent sure this isn't fake. Like I remember reading yeah. about it a couple months ago, but I never heard either way. So I hate to spread misinformation, but yeah. or if I it's mean, just a precaution to be like, okay, we have this idea, let's patent it. So I mean, let's be completely honest though. Nintendo came out with the Wii, and they sold a hundred million Wiis, and and the next thing you saw was Sony bringing in a move and Microsoft bringing in a Kinect. So if the Switch sells, although I, I guess I would say that the DS and all its variants have sold a bajillion units too. So, yeah. you know, maybe it doesn't mean anything. But I would say if the Switch does well and Microsoft or Sony can think of a way to to benefit from... A system that you can take everywhere that would – I mean, I think really you have to – because the Switch can take any game it has and play it anywhere, mm-hmm. I don't think you can release a handheld system now without that same concept. Like right. being able to climb everything. Yeah, being able to, <laughs> all open world games. And so if they can figure out a way to do that with the games they already produce – um, and I mean, you're kind of seeing that though with Microsoft and Xbox, the cross pl- the cross play between those platforms. That's true. So it's like if you've got Xbox stuff and you've got a laptop, you can theoretically play those new as games long as now. It's AWP, yeah, yeah, or whatever, whatever it's yeah, called. that thing. No. So you've already got that. Nintendo's got their Switch in place, and they've also got their DS line yeah. in place, and then Sony's got the Vita, which is just kind of there. So I mean, and. Th- Technically, they all kind of already have their hands in the mobile game. It's just Nintendo has and always will get the mobile part of their stuff right right. every time without fail. I mean, Vita was released when... Well, let's to... talk about the PSP because I mean that was their first. Yeah, yeah. but into I mean, it. really, I guess my my question is: so the, P, the Vita came out in 
Sorry, oh, Wikipedia eight. is loading. Yeah, 2012 in North America. So you're talking a five-year-old system. So presumably it's it's ready for kind of a refresh. So, yeah. I mean, you know, if they're going to do it, I would think that they would do it soon and you haven't heard anything. Um, but maybe they're waiting to see how, you know, how it works out for the Switch too. I mean, they yeah. sold 2 million of them, so. My thought too is, why Nintendo succeeds? This is this is at the front of Nintendo's. This is at the forefront of their yep. really their their lineup. Yeah, yeah. it's like that's what is, they're trying. It is to Nintendo do. now. Three the 3ds is right at the front. The whatever console was right at the front. So this is not Microsoft or Sony's forefront. It's they not. are so it doesn't make sense to me for them to really get into that game because it's just not. It's always going to be secondary, but it's so hard to compete with mobile these days too, with with cell phones. Yeah. Right. So, and I don't, I don't want to juggle multiple handheld systems. Mm-mm. So to have to want to compete in that game, it just someone's going to lose out real heavy. I think it's not. I'm not going to have multiple handhelds the way I have a PS4 and an Xbox in my home. Yeah. Right. I don't. I don't think I want to. I sure would love, though, if I could take, even if it was just like a remote play kind of situation where if in, inside my own home, if I had, I mean, like like the Vita does, yeah, where can I can play, play my PS4 games on it. Like, it would be great to have modern hardware that I could remote play stuff on. Yeah, see, that so. that would be a feature that would be maybe more interesting for those kinds of systems. I mean, to be honest, I would love remote play for... Windows or Steam. Like, how cool would it be to play? I got a bajillion Steam games. How cool would it be able to remote play those on a generic console that I could carry with me everywhere? Oh, that, I, would, that, I think I would like that a lot. Wouldn't that be neat? Well, that totally makes me think of this one product that I saw on uh, Amazon. It was a little mobile uh, Windows 10 computer, basically. Oh, very cool. That was a 5.6 inch screen, a little clamshell kind of design, looked like a 3DS with an actual full on Intel yeah. processor, every, everything, and you could play. Most every game in your Steam library on low to middle settings. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's kind of what the Nvidia Shield is supposed to be. It's too. similar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, but I I think that if Microsoft and Sony were to go after Nintendo, they need to have something that is absolutely foolproof because yeah. Nintendo. That's the one thing Nintendo has never gotten wrong. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is I've I've heard that like even like, like playing yeah playing games on a on a Vita from your PS4 is not necessarily super easy and it's not and it's not always the best it's it's, always, yeah. yeah like they so, recommend everything's plugged in here and you've got that there and blah blah yeah. blah yeah so i mean you're right though if they do it they have to nail it or because it's just the switch is so easy yeah it's absolutely so easy it's perfect now my other question is I mean, i'm not the most hardware savvy person but we obviously we see and we know the difference between a nintendo game and an xbox ps4 yeah, game yeah. Mm-hmm. now Speaking physical size of a handheld system, can I get that quality of an Xbox One PS4 game in a comfortable handheld? Yeah, probably, but probably not for a price you'd want to pay. Uh, which, to, which to me would be why it would be really cool to have a like is is it's not a take it anywhere on the bus, but take it anywhere in your house yeah. kind of situation where you're just remote playing. Because like PS4 games or PlayStation games in general. And well, any console game aside from Nintendo stuff, like there's such big productions. There's so much going on yeah. in those games that like trying to cram it down into a little five and a half inch screen. 
Uh, why? Yeah. Because there's there's so much going on. It's you're just going to turn everything into this little itty bitty thing well, that you can't see. And I think what you'd have to do almost is is kind of the idea of what they're doing for um, like the PlayStation, the PlayStation Pro, and theoretically the Xbox and the Xbox Scorpio is where it's it's more like a PC where you have different levels of graphic settings, and so maybe it'd be something where you have you know the worst graphics are on your handheld, and then you've got this kind of mid range graphics for your Xbox, and then your high end graphics for your Scorpio and your PS yeah. Pro. You know, exactly. I, I think it's doable. Um, it just depends on whether they want to get into that game or not. Yeah. Um, especially with digital distribution, though, too. Like, it's not that big of a deal to have not have discs anymore. So, right. yeah. could work. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, competition in any business is always good. So, I would I would love for one of them to jump into that arena, just because I want someone to push Nintendo to be the best Nintendo they can be. Yeah, I think I, I think I said this when we talked about the Vita before, but again, the the PS4 Xbox One experience. Sometimes seems larger than a handheld. True. Just that the yeah. idea of those games. I don't want to play those on a handheld. Yeah. Uh, whereas a Nintendo hand. game, for some reason, is always good on the go. Yeah. I tell um, you though, like eighty percent of my Steam library would be awesome on a handheld. Yeah. Like, however, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I have a hard time playing that handheld just because that game is so. There's a lot there. It's yeah. it's one of those full console experiences. I, it's great. The idea is great that you can take Zelda with you, and it works, and it works just fine. I can only play it from. Maybe a half hour, 45 minutes before my hands start to hurt. Yeah. I was telling Dylan, like, the, the real problem with that game, I think, for my handheld experience is that every single button on that thing you use. <laughs> you use you know, every button. Both handheld like sticks, so. all four of the, or all eight of the buttony bits. Um, <laughs> the buttony and- bits? <laughs> Left, right, up, down, A, X, Y, B. Yeah, yeah. And ZL, both, and ZR, all four of the, uh, and all four of the shoulder buttons and triggers. So, I mean, and you use the plus and the minus. Like, I mean, you use. And the actual, the analog sticks. Yeah. Use yeah. those two. The clickers. What do they do the clickers? Uh, the left one makes you crouch. And the right and one, the right one zooms, zooms in your uh, Sheikah slate. No, who knew? I guess you did. I didn't. That reminds um, me. I, I got a great name for another alternative name for uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh, it's a. Um, Link gets an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that's like how it. I feel, and I, I, yeah. it's it's kind of silly. It's kind of it, it's kind of silly. But, but I like it, how the game. Every once in a while, the game will throw in a reference, be like, "Oh, yeah. and your new little gadget." Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. fun. It's cool. But it's it's, funny. it totally was like Link gets an iPad. Like that's immediately what I thought. And I was like, "This is real funny and <laughs> real like weird." It. But this is where we're at now. So. All right. Okay. Next question for my buddy Hans. Hans. Uh, he says, "What is your favorite classic arcade game?" And pinball game, if you have one. I actually have uh, probably both. So would you like me to go first? Yes. yes. Uh, my favorite arcade game, at least based on how, well, I, I loved Double Dragon. I um, <laughs> Get out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to, like, it was such a big deal for me. Because, I, like, I didn't live far away from the closest 7-Eleven to my house. But it was, like, like, it was one of those places, like, I had to get permission to go to. Because right. it was, like, we had, I had to cross a vaguely busy road. I'm talking when I was, like, 10 or 11. Um, which is so strange because, like, I could not imagine letting my kid walk as far away. <laughs> like, it wasn't that far, but, like, he's almost 10. I, like, I can't imagine letting him do that. But anyway, so me and my buddy would get, like, four quarters and go down and play Double Dragon at uh, the 7-Eleven. Uh-huh. And it doesn't matter, like... I assume if I'd had more than four quarters, I could have gotten past where I did. But I swear I died at the same bad guy every single time I played Double Dragon. But we used to do that 
all summer. That was a big thing. Go down and get Slurpees and play Double Dragon. Um, nice. I also really like those four-player like beat 'em up games. Like the there was an X Men one and there was Simpsons. a Simpsons one. That was the Simpsons. exact same Teenage game. Ninja Turtles. And then the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One. Yeah, it was all the same. Same game, game just different the same skins. Game with a different skin. Yeah. But they were so fun. I love. So I've fun. played. I've beaten all three of those now. Like nowadays at arcades where I like the there's a nickel arcade in Utah that you can play for a nickel. And so I've beaten all those now, but they're they're real fun. I like nice. those a lot. Uh, my favorite pinball game is uh, Tommy the Who's Pinball Arcade, which uh-huh. is super fun. It yeah. plays all the music, and oh, I used to fun. play it all. Same thing at the Nickel Arcade. I used to play that all the time. Love that game. So, <laughs> anyway, Mr. Adam, um, as far as arcade games, I didn't really have a favorite one per se. I would just, if I was at the arcade, yeah, yeah. I was everything. Happy. I'm like, I love you all. Uh, but I definitely played Double Dragon a lot, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game, the yep. arcade game, that was what I remember uh, playing the most, and Pole Position. Oh, yeah. I loved Pole Position, and like the Atari generation yep. Pole Position, where it looked the same on your Atari as it did in the arcade. <laughs> it was the same thing. I loved those games That's awesome. when I was growing up. Uh, as far as pinball goes, I actually enjoy the Back to the Future pinball game. I don't know if I've played that oh, one. Oh, it is so much fun because it's got all the lines and the sounds from That's the movie. so fun. And like you hit the bonus and it's 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> what? It was great. That's amazing. Yeah, I love it. So I love that game. See, by the time Dylan was born, I don't think arcades existed anymore. So <laughs> We had an arcade in our little town. Oh, well, perfect, perfect. But, fun piece of trivia, what is the name of the strip club in Grand Theft Auto Vice City? I do don't know. Pull position. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um. <laughs> he just broke Adam. <laughs> anyway. I did play a lot of arcade games while our 12 Stars Fun Center was still in business. Very nice. Um, but it did go out of business eventually. Wait, well, what was in business? It was called 12 Stars Fun Center. Oh. But this, I think I've mentioned this before, but the place was great. On Fridays, you could... Bring ten dollars and you get unlimited play. Oh, that's very cool! Yeah, yeah, the, the nail polish, the nail polish thing. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so nice. you would get their little cups yeah. of nail polish quarters. They'd give you probably like two and a half bucks at yeah. a time, and you could pump them in that's cool. until you were out. And then like you're like credits counting down ten nine, and you run back and be like, give me more. That's and then cool. You run back and like lose every time, and you want to get them in in time. But um, anyway, I definitely jumped around a lot because I was a little kid, so yeah, I yeah. kind of had little kid ADD. But um, <laughs> Like the Dungeons and Dragons arcade game. Oh yeah, um, that was a fun one. Just that side scrolling beat 'em up again. It's yep. it's fun. Um, I'm trying to think of the the games we had there. That Golden was the Axe. big one. Was gonna, yeah, oh, Golden Axe. Axe. Oh, and Altered Beast. Yes. Yeah. Um, Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. I was not I good at fighting game. games at that no. age. Like I had no concept of what I was doing. But just being able to like play Mega Man and. Yeah, superheroes at the same time was cool. Mm-hmm. Small uh, aside, there's a Mega Man TV show coming to Cartoon Network. I love Mega Man. <laughs> anyway, huh. I loved I loved the Virtua Fighter games. Virtua Fighter one and two were my jam. Yeah. I beat both of those. Like beat them, which is the only arcade games I've ever been remotely good at, and <laughs> beat both of them quite a few times. Um, and then the other one would be like just Donkey Kong. Yeah, just yeah. the traditional Donkey Kong. Uh-huh. My buddy's got it in his basement. So like with the cabinet and everything. Yeah, the, oh, nice. He's got, That's cool. Um, they've had that forever. Nice. Um, We've had Donkey Kong tournaments over there. That's super fun. Um, Have you seen King of Kong, the movie? Yes. It's real good. Good stuff. That's real good. Um, but, yeah, played a lot of that. That's that's just fun. It's just such a 
out of just iconic. Oh right, yeah. Game, it's great. Like, it's, so much stuff sprung from that silly um, ape game. Uh huh. <laughs> and he was not even Mario at that point. No, he was Jumpman. Yep. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Um, so Jumpman I mean, was a super fun game on the Commodore sixty four. Anyway, um, and I do love pinball though. Like p- pinball is definitely probably where I'd spend most of my time now if I went to an arcade. Because yeah. yeah. there's a few times I've gone to like some of these arcade bars yeah. around. Um, they're called barcades. Barcade. I'm right. No, that's really what they're called. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. It's it's almost clever. They really tried hard for that. Um, but recently, I've played like the Lord of the Rings oh, pinball. Nice. So that was fun because mm-hmm. I love Lord of the Rings. Um, but there was, I think it was a Godfather pinball. Oh, nice! That Ooh. I found in, I think it's in Fremont, um, at some like underground. Barcade <laughs> that's smelly and full of sweaty people. That sounds about right. You obviously, I I have much displeasure for these just, kinds of places. You but described basically everywhere every, in Fremont. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's a great place if you don't go in anywhere. <laughs> um, Driving through Fremont's real nice. Yeah. But that I really liked that one sure. for some reason. Like when I would hit the ball, it would go right where I wanted that's it. Cool. Like it just like I was actually. I was actually racking up points when I was playing it, so it just it just felt good. Yeah. Um, it was fun, and it had that that gangster vibe. That's cool. So that was that nice. was a lot of fun. I played the Walking Dead pinball the other day. Oh, it was fun real one. fun. I really like that. Yeah. And the other day, actually, Hans Hans is a super big arcade gamer guy. He has like a basement full of arcade games. It's awesome. <sighs> but he showed me the Metallica pinball machine the uh-huh. other day. It's great. It's I want really it. cool. See, there's a there's a bar uh, barcade down in Portland. Uh, it's called Ground Zero. Ground yeah, Zero, we yeah. I, we need to like road yeah. trip to bar- Ground Zero. I so love Ground cool. Zero. Yeah, it's they real, used to do rock it's band real Thursdays nice or something. And clean and not as smelly. Yeah, oh yeah, it's not creepy at all. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's real awesome. nice. It's that'd be real fun. More contemporary too. Like, mm, they just did a remodel like two three years ago. Yeah. There's an arcade, a barcade in Renton too that I want to check. Yeah. out. Yeah, that one's a lot of fun too. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. yeah, I've been there. That we, might be easier to road trip. We all live like driving right to Portland. We all just meet there. Around that yeah. one, so we should, <laughs> we we should just beer go there. Pizza, perfect. Sounds great. Yeah, 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 I love all those things. Which is the answer to my ne- to the next question. That's oh, okay. Right there. So yeah, so his he had a follow up question: Is what is your favorite gaming snack of choice? Pizza. Yeah. I I rarely eat food and play video games at the same time um, because I hate getting my controllers gunky. Um, yeah. I drink a lot of coffee. I Actually, probably mine would be caffeine in some way. I drink a lot of energy drinks. I drink a lot of coffee while I'm playing games. Um, and then I guess when I game at night, I drink a lot of like flavored carbonated water. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I rarely eat though. If I do it something like very not messy, wheat thins maybe. Yeah. Um, I eat a lot. So I'm not. Too, <laughs> I'm really not too picky with my snacks, but um, so unfair. At the same time, um, I don't like getting yeah. stuff all over my stuff. But the traditional, like, very any flavor of Mountain Dew and cheesy poofs is <laughs> is the best video game snack. So Cheetos Puffs, which I actually was like playing League of Legends and Cheetos Puffs, and I would like. Uh, I had like a paper towel to like <laughs> clean my fingers off. It's just so terrible. And then like you don't realize when you reach into the bag that it gets on your knuckles. Oh, it's everywhere. I'm like, I'm like no, this is terrible. But at least that's not where I click my mouse because I don't play with my hand upside down. But um, I was telling Dylan earlier, we had a coworker that worked in our DC office who used to have this big bowl of the the round cheesy poofs. Yeah, yeah, and he'd eat little them. cheesy poofs. Yeah, yeah, and he'd eat them with chopsticks so he wouldn't get it on his mouse. I'm like, that's brilliant. I think I'm gonna actually try this. I'm that's just gonna a get a really, big, really good idea. Gonna get a big like salad. Bowl, just dump my che- cheesy poops in there. Chopsticks. Or what about a super big straw? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, 
Yeah, because like they're, they're, they're light enough, you could probably just suck them right up. Uh, or, uh, of course, you could also very easily kill yourself. Or just, yeah, <laughs> or right. just lean over and tongue Doggy. one in. Like, you know how you eat popcorn at the movie theater? Uh-huh. You sit there, you set it right on your chest, you just kind of... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly that. Like yeah, exactly drinking that. water. A like bib, a strap, uh, no, like a strap with a platform, and I can just set the bowl in front of my face and just feed bag it. Uh, That'd be real good. My wife, when she was pregnant, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, uh, she doesn't listen to the podcast. It's all good. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> my brother does, though. I'm screwed. Oh, yeah. uh, he's telling. Anyway, um, right? Completely random. You just talked about you know the the like a thing around your neck, I, I, a feed bag. I took Dart <laughs> to the park the other day. Complete. This has nothing this to do dog. with anything. Took my dog to the park uh, to Mary Moore, and they've got a wash station yeah, where you can cool. wash your dog. Which is awesome. So I wash my dog. I get her all done, and I walk out. And I'm like, "Wow, this feels for this outfit." What's why? I walked out wearing the apron that you put on <laughs> to keep yourself dry you while so you're cute. washing I your dog. I bet you looked real good. Oh, I turned right back around. I said, "This is not my color." I do have one little anyway. like snack snack an- anecdote. Uh, uh, well, anecdote away. So the release day of Halo Three. Yes, we uh, obviously. Came home after our day of high school, and we put Halo Three in the console. You're so and we adorably were it. young. So I had three. I had three buddies over, and my baby nephew, who was very baby at that time, yeah, was yeah. on my lap. Um, but we ordered two, like super giant pepperoni pizzas. Nice, right? And it's gonna be great. We're gonna have two pizzas. We're gonna play Halo Three. It's a great day, right? We have all the soda we want. Um, pizza guy shows up with two pizzas. Guess what kind of pizzas these were? Cheese pizzas. They gave us two cheese pizzas without, they didn't have pepperoni on them, so they screwed up our order. So we kept the two cheese pizzas and they brought us two more pepperoni pizzas. So we had four super giant pizzas, one for each of us. Um, and great. only in high school would that be a thing where you're like, yeah, I can eat a pizza. Yeah. But, but I it, can eat a pizza still. Like, it's just, I sh- but I know don't I should. around me. Yeah. But like, ah. it was like, Everything was on our side that day that we just got twice as much pizza. Life is on. good. Was the game worth it? Was the game great? Halo 3 was pretty Halo good. Halo 3 was pretty good. That's, yeah. Then the multiplayer was just nailed down yeah. so oh, okay. solid at that point. So that was so funny. For reference, I was 30 when uh, Halo 3 came out. <laughs> For I think I, was I, I, think I was yeah. 15. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Ah. But... Uh, Hmm. All right. Next question from Mark. Uh, he says, have y'all heard of the Switch bending issues? And do you think Nintendo should have done more quality control before release? I guess you tie this into potentially scratch screens from docks. Um, I hadn't heard about this yet. Yeah, I hadn't so, heard about it until today. Either. Yeah, so I think it just maybe. broke this morning. I, do I think it's happening? Yes, I'm sure it Obviously, does. There's, there's pictures, pictures of, of it happening. Do I think Nintendo needs to do better QA? I think it's almost too early to say, um, like, I mean, if you really think about, like, statistics, right? So if 0.01% of switches have a bending issue or have a dock that scratches their screen issue, that's still 20,000 switches. You know, 0.001 is still, what, 2,000 switches? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, at some point in time, you have to accept the fact that mass manufacturing isn't perfect. It's not. You know, there's variations in plastic and temperatures and shipping and, you know, whether these people are putting their switches in dumb places. And mm-hmm. is it well, a problem? The guy, Potentially. The but- one, one picture and video that I saw of the kid, I want to say one of the original ones, one of the original Redditors, where he's got his Switch dock set. He's got it set on top of his AV receiver. Yeah. It's and, a ton and, of heat. And I'm like, if you're, if it's already, uh, if it's, or, if it's a heat issue, yeah. 
you're setting it on one of the hottest components in your rack anyway. Yeah, yeah. So let's not be an idiot yeah. and don't put it there. Which makes me think mine's on top of my PC, so that might yeah. not be a great place for it. Um, you know, but I mean, I, I think that this is the same thing that happens anytime any big device gets launched. Um, mm-hmm. You know, iPhones that bend, iPhones that have a stupid. Well, that was just dumb. Don't put your iPhone in your back pocket. Don't put the eight hundred dollar portable. Don't computer. sit on your switch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you sit on your switch? Don't you sit know, on your iPhone. But like, that right? and the the iPhones that had you know some had the wonky you know, antenna in them. And so, you know, the, how you gripped it would cause yeah. problems. Yeah. That's when and they went to the all unibody yeah. metal. So, and that was just a manufacturer. That was like, that was just the first generation yeah. of the new it stuff. Just so it's like, yeah, the difference between, happen. I mean, as good as, I mean, the problem with QA testing and QC testing in general is that it happens at the very, 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 very end a lot of the time. And so, and, and there's a difference between, hey, we made 50 of these and tested them and we made 2 million of these and put them out to stupid people. Um, you know? <laughs> Let's face it. We're all really we're all stupid, dumb. So. And so, I mean, would it have been better? Yeah. Does the... Switch seem a little bit fragile sometimes. Yeah, maybe a little bit. It is but all plastic. But it's way more sturdy than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you I, know, I and I think we're all sturdy. used to phones too. Like phones are so well built these days. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. But it's something that they bring out a new one every single year. Like the iteration process of that is so different than a console that they bring out right. once. You know, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. looking at at the very first thing. And, and you know, have have consoles done really dumb things? Yeah, the Red Ring of Death on the Xbox it was real bad, <laughs> and that cost them billions of dollars. But you know, it happens. Yeah. They fixed it. Though. They fixed it, like, and, I, I, and I'm sure Nintendo will too. Yeah. So the only yeah. thing I, more so than the bending issues or the scratch screen at this point, has been the the left Joy-Con issue, yeah. which I want to say didn't they? They patched out, but he's still having problems. They'll they'll well they'll fix it. You have to send your Joy-Con to uh, Nintendo, oh. and they'll put a silly piece of foam inside that moves the receiver, the, the Bluetooth receiver. Yeah, it does something. Yeah. So what? happened was like the left and right Joy-Con, the receiver's in a different location on each. Yeah, yeah. Because they're just different internally on each yeah, side. Yeah. Which is kind of Probably something upside that down, if honestly. I would have drawn, like, if I drew up, like, these designs, I wouldn't I want to, like, put them kind of in the same place? It could place? be just though they're kind of reversed. There's yeah, different exactly. buttons. There's different, so yeah. they're kind of reversed, which I guess makes sense if you hold one one yeah, way yeah. and one the other, but, I mean, that, that to me, that kind of might have flagged my testing phase. Like, yeah, I yeah. would have wondered something like that more yeah. before I would have worried about i mean the console bending but yeah i um, just i think the other the other reality of being an early adopter too is if you buy the first version of anything you risk <laughs> you know i mean exactly like there, it's a risk reward like it's awesome to have a switch day one and you also might be i mean the the reality is, is i bought a switch i paid 300 dollars sight unseen it could have sucked yeah and it didn't like <laughs> thank god it yeah. didn't but i mean it could have sucked um, it's like pre-ordering games. Like if you pre-order a game and get burned, there's some. There's only of, one person to blame. Yeah, there's, <laughs> if you have wonky facial facial animations, yeah. that's just on you. So. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Seventeen but yeah, years also of development. Don't, don't put your handheld system in like an incinerator. Don't store like, it on top of your oven. It's yeah, a terrible don't, idea. don't put it somewhere really hot because it might. That bend. was my. That was that was my thing with oh the iPhone it bends because I had it in my back pocket and I'm a well, five hundred pounder and I sat down on a wooden bar stool. Your butt's round. Well, yeah. you dumbass. Why would you put the phone on your butt? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Why? Why? <laughs> and then sit on it. Yeah, dude. Crazy. Anyway. All right, one last question. I hope you guys are enjoying this because I think I, I like the <laughs> variety of this. Yeah. Uh, last question comes from Kevin, uh, and he actually asked a really good kind of introspective question. Why do you play games? Is it graphics, relaxation? Is it the challenge 
Um, et cetera. Et cetera. For me, I think it's... Uh, it's definitely et cetera. It's definitely et cetera. <laughs> For me, I think it, it is two things. I love the challenge of games. I love getting better at games. I love taking a game that I'm not good at and playing it over time and getting better at it. But a lot of it for me is actually um, like stress management. Um, it, like literally, I will be in a lousy mood and be being bitchy and snipey and whatever. And my wife will literally say, just go away and go kill something for an hour. You'll feel so much better. And it's true. Like I go and play Diablo or I go play Rocket League and I go and play, you know, whatever. And like it just gets rid of all that like whatever and kind of clears my head and I feel better after. And, you know, the other side of it too is I play a lot of games. Like I live in a different state than a lot of my family. So like Rocket League playing it every weekend, it's great because I love the game, but it also lets me hang out with my brother who I don't see because he lives in Utah for, you know, six, eight hours a weekend. And, you know, when I lived in Utah, we would hang out six or eight hours a week. And right. now that I don't see him, it's a great way to, you know, talk and, and keep in touch with, with people too. So nice. there's a social aspect and, and, but also just a like getting me the hell out of my head for a couple hours aspect. Oh yeah. It's good. Cause it's like, would you rather us be running around, you know, vice city blowing up babies and beating up pupkers, or would you rather us actually go out and do that? I'm going to go. I'm not with... sure that's an either, either or. Well, um, I'm maybe just it saying. is. No, I'm just saying. Adam lives a different life than I do. <laughs> I don't know what he does. Yeah, I don't. I don't beat up Someone workers. smashed my friend's car window out this weekend, and we like we, we kept <laughs> our eyes out the next night. We're like, we're waiting for him to come back, and we're going to go beat him. Jeez. Um, you don't do that to people. You do not. Go injustice to on do them. do not break people's stuff. No, don't no, no. do it. Yeah, no. Play we're video not, games instead. Yeah. yeah. I like games. I like games. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, that's just reality, too. Is I, God, they, there's a pull to video games that is probably slightly addictive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, I mean, I like playing, I've now gotten into games for their stories. Yeah. And agreed. For, or, or don't like in, in like the infamous games or, or whatever. Yeah. The story's kind of all right. But, um, like just lately with like the fire watches. And oh yeah. Homes, it's like, and, it's something you can do as an alternative to watching TV. Yeah. Yeah. So I that agree. everyone's gone to the rapture or whatever. Everybody's gone to rapture. Yeah, yeah. I can't talk enough about that game. That yeah. game changed how I look at video games yeah. because that's that game itself is why I play video games. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. It's great when you find that game too. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Ori was kind of yeah, yeah, Ori. Yeah. Like this, the whole sense of discovery and going, going. It's just like a movie. You're going somewhere else. Yeah. It's good stuff, Dylan. Uh, et cetera. Et cetera. Um, Are we okay, but sweet? in reality, yeah, it's 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 so many things. I love the new technology. I love when something like the Nintendo Switch comes out. Um, just to, I mean, it's new. It's it's um, seeing it's, new and it's shiny. innovative. I mean, being a little kid and wanting to like build things, like yeah. it's that just that just sense of innovation, new things. I love stories. I love movies. I mean, I went. That's like what I want to do with my <laughs> life is tell stories. So like. It's, just it's another, another way to read a book or watch a movie. It's just playing a game, playing a story. It's interactive. Um, puzzle solving, uh, just it keeps your brain active. It's yep. a stress, another stress management tool. I'm not a very, I'm not a very stressful person. I don't. I'm not really either. I think it's because I play video games. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't get grumpy very often. Like sometimes I have a stomach ache oh. and that's about as like bad <laughs> of a day as I have yeah, yeah. usually. But, um, and maybe that is because like. My parents never made me be 17 to play Grand Theft Auto. Like yeah, they yeah. didn't care what I was doing, really. Um, but I always, I always found the argument of like violent video games make your kids violent kind of silly because yeah. to, it was totally a like I 
I mean, I was pretty logical little kid. It's like this is bad, but like I beat the crap out of everybody before I, I was. I watch movies that this yeah. happens in. Like, yeah, I I know right from wrong, but of course I want to shoot a bazooka at as many cars as I can. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The explosions are cool. Like, you can't tell me an explosion isn't cool. We like fireworks. Like, we like making little bombs around like Fourth of July. Like, I mean, and just blowing them up. It's like it's fun. It's loud. It's yeah. I mean, visceral. Um, Games are fun. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, just fun. Challenging. I mean, I, I'm very competitive. So, yeah. again, it speaks to that. Like, now, especially, there's super competitive gaming now. It's like eSports. That's a thing. So, it's like, of course I want to do that because we can't all be professional athletes. Like, I wanted to, Obviously. too. Um, I'm sorry. Y'all can't keep up with me. <laughs> um, you might be able to land your way in a professional fighting game. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're E-Honda, I guess. But, well, see? <laughs> um, but some of us just aren't that lucky to yeah. be built like that. So, yeah. um, I, Plus, I don't really like the outside very much. It's, it's I think real that's, sunny that's, out there. I think that's where I am starting to have a problem is that I actually bears. do like the outside. I, I love yeah. outside. I like outside Z, so. but I also like inside Z. Now we have the Nintendo Switch. We can go outside. We can go backpacking. Like I, I would be that I would be games. that person that I want to slap if I saw them outside on a sunny, beautiful day playing Nintendo Switch. Switch. I would want to walk up to that person and just slap them across the face. Like, put your phone down, put your game down, look where you are. Ah. But I would also like to be the person playing the Switch. It's on real tough. Day, that's it's a awesome. dichotomy. Yeah, yeah it's. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any rules. See, I think I there's just not. like Seattle's like the greatest place to live as a gamer because like nine months are there, he wants to go outside. It's just gross. right. It's <laughs> Please don't bump into me when you're walking around playing Pokemon Go. That's all. I That's ask. all you ask. Oh, whatever. Don't let your games distract you from getting like hit by a car or something. That's like, smart. Oh, and if it does, if you get distracted enough by a game to get hit by a car, you probably should have gotten Murphy. hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah. Like the girl who walked off, she walked across a busy freeway playing Pokemon Go, and yeah. she was surprised she got hit by a car. Yeah. What? It's not good. I'm surprised girl. you didn't get hit by a car. Wait, right? you did? I'm surprised it took that surprised. long. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's, I think, all the questions we have. Uh, thanks for everyone who sent one in. Like, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Obviously, we, we answer questions every week, so not in this quantity usually, but uh, if you <laughs> have stuff, send week. us. Thanks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for creating our content for us. We crowdsource our podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, so, but if you have questions, you can hit us on Twitter. You can hit us on Facebook. Um, real fast, in cheap free games, uh, Dishonored 2 just announced there is a free trial, not even free trial, but like a demo, actually. Uh, you get to play the first three levels. Um mm-hmm. I have not played Dishonored 2. I played the first one. It's real fun. I think it was probably one of the, from what I hear, it was one of the better games that came out at the end of 2016, if you like stealth. Nice. So check that out. But yeah, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash bite me podcast, Twitter, bite me podcast. Yes, B-Y-T-E-M-E. For those of you that spell, we're still, we still need 26 other YouTube subscribers to subscribe to us on YouTube before we can have a name. So if that's one of you and you haven't subscribed, do me do a it. favor. Personally, do a favor for Cliff and like us on YouTube. I make so many videos. Yes. Um, you could watch them. It would be great. Or don't. Like, frankly, if you hate videos, whatever. Don't. Subscribe and turn don't off watch the notifications. Them. That's fine, too. Exactly. Follow us on the Twitter for our next milestone so we can have cake. Yes. We're, we're two we're, away from 300. We're two away from cake. We'll have more cake. Ooh, and we're going to need to give away a game soon. Yeah, we maybe we'll do that this week. I don't know. Watch. Yeah. We'll see. It'll don't be, great. be a troll. No. Yeah. Exactly. Can I tell a troll anecdote? Sure. What the hell? Do we have time? Yeah, I've, we've got all the time in the world. It's a podcast. So I was playing League of Legends last week, and I got the support role. So I'm fine playing support. I enjoy some support characters. Great. So, But for those not as familiar with League of Legends, the support plays in the bottom lane with the attack damage character usually how the meta works in League of Legends. So 
But I'm playing with randoms. I'm not playing with any of my buddies or anything. So I'm playing with some random stranger who you will soon find out is a terrible, terrible human being. <laughs> but we go down to our bottom lane, right? And the early part of League of Legends, you, you kill the little minions to get gold, yeah, yeah. get better weapons. But early on, we got, and, and we're protecting our tower, right? So I'm, I'm throwing bombs on people's heads because I'm Zillion, like the timekeeper guy with bombs. Oh, yeah. Time bombs, he puts them on people's heads. It's fun. It's real fun, but go way back. I'm a sport character, so I'm kind of helping protect this dude. Um, we get dive, we get dived under our tower. Sure. So our tower starts attacking the enemies, but they're attacking the character playing or my attack. My your DPS guy. DPS guy who is Twitch. He's a rat with a crossbow. Nice. Um, so they're attacking him under the tower. The tower is firing shots back at the enemies. Uh, Twitch is not gonna survive this right sure he dies i throw an auto attack at their support character tower kills their support character so i get the kill because i was the last champion to right. to to damage that character before they die sure. with an auto attack so twitch dies he goes responding at base but he gets in the text chat and he's like why didn't you give me the kill and i so cool yeah i just ignore him because that's yeah yeah that's silly it was like my auto attack went off like i literally am i supposed to just sit there <laughs> like i'm just gonna sit there and like wait like no he'll I'm, be back like that's not how the game works yeah but then i he didn't think much of it he's like why didn't you give me the, that happens all the time it's like yeah i understand in a perfect world i would have given you the yeah, kill yeah. because i don't need kills i'm yeah, a support yeah. character he proceeds to walk down the lane and die and then he does it again. Oh. And he does it again. And he proceeds to feed. And I, I really didn't, like, think that that would be a switch like that. So he just intentionally fed the rest of the game. Killed him on purpose. And then... Right. And then he starts buying weapons that don't do anything. And he starts walking into other lanes and feeding. And then the other... The rest of the, I didn't really say anything because yeah, I yeah. usually just ignore this. And I kind of just play through the game because now we've basically Yeah, lost. you've lost. Um... But he starts feeding other lanes, and then everyone starts noticing he's feeding. He's like, why are you doing that? And it was just it escalated into some stupid, stupid thing for no reason. But we, the thing is, we almost won this game. <laughs> we Even were, though he's pulling that crap. We almost won. If he would have not done that at all, we would have steamrolled that whole game, no problem. Don't do stuff like this, no. people. Please don't. And I want to say be an adult, but it, you just never know. Like, it could it's be a 10. game, yeah. guys. Come on. And but girls, it's a game. You're just going to send me a frowny face and feed because yeah. our tower killed someone and I got the last auto attack off. Silly. Like, it, it was just the silliest, most frustrating thing because I spent the next 40 minutes almost winning a game when our guy that's supposed to carry the team was being a little crybaby. Was being a crybaby instead of just playing the game because it was fine. Like, literally nothing... Like, that is such a small interaction at the beginning of the game that really does not have a ripple effect throughout yeah, yeah. the rest of the game, except he took it to that level. That's dumb. Don't do this, please. And when people do this, report them. Be diligent in your reporting when people play like this. I agree. They're definitely working on ways to to solve these kinds of issues in games. That's just, it, just it ruins it for nine other people playing the game. Good job, dude. <laughs> Good job. Perfect. Sleeping Troll Corner can be our new feature. Right. <laughs> All right. Find us on the social medias. Follow us everywhere. Bite me. B-Y-T-E me. Podcast.com. Thank you. Bite me. Specifically to that guy. Uh-huh.